Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Wow, I just really had a flashback, a flash from the past. You know, there's there's like moments in your life, especially if you're a man, where you you have this invincibility or like this perceived invincibility about you and you think you know all these things. That's the brilliance of getting older is you realize you didn't know anything when you were like 20. But, you, but, but that person, though, when you're 20, you think you know everything. And I was just going through some old school tracks because we got a bunch of fun prizes for you today. We're going to give you some tagliere like we do every single Tuesday. We're also going to give you at least one pair of tickets to Atmosphere. Atmosphere, an awesome hip-hop group out of Minneapolis. I think sometimes there's a misperception. People think Atmosphere is the MC's name. The MC's name is Slug. Atmosphere is the group, and he has a DJ. Slug has a DJ with him. But... Uh, Certainly an underground favorite, certainly a Missoula favorite. We got some tickets coming up. But there was like a moment in time where I thought I was just so cool because I knew all this underground rap. And so I was just listening to some atmosphere and some um, Brother Ali and some Mac Dre and some Andre Nicotina. And uh, it's all fun. It's all good. But I was I was feeling just for a brief three minutes in time like uh, like my... 20-year-old self, or at least having nostalgia uh, about those days when it was uh, just so carefree and fun. Hope you're having a great start to your week. We're going to listen to a whole bunch of Atmosphere and Andre Nicotina today, so I'm having a great start to my week. This is Nuanas Now. We're coming to you live on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's the busiest time of year because it's football time, and that's uh, always my busiest time of year because I'm just on the road so much. But it's also been confounded by the fact that even though, quote-unquote, concert season is over out there at the Kellhouse Amphitheater, there's still a bunch of great shows coming down, including Atmosphere next Thursday uh, at the Wilma. November 2nd is when this uh, takes place. It's also going to be on the Day of the Dead. I know a lot of people celebrate Halloween. Other people maybe know about the Day of the Dead. So next Thursday at the Wilma. Atmosphere coming to town, so I'm certainly hitting that one up. I'm also going to Wilma tonight. A little Reggie Watts action. We gave you some tickets to that earlier uh, this year. I guess uh, maybe last week. It, it all blurs together at this point, but I know we're definitely sending some people to Reggie Watts tonight, including uh, yours truly, so very much looking forward to that as well. Reggie Watts is a Great Falls, Montana product. He's like, uh, how do you describe it? He's like a variety show in a man. <laughs> he's he's going to sing. He's going to dance. He's gonna. Uh, the whole thing is wrapped up in like self-deprecating stand-up comedy. 
Reggie Watts has a new book out too, which is uh, cool. But it's just cool. He's from Montana, and uh, so very much uh, looking forward to that show tonight. But stay tuned. Atmosphere tickets coming up, plus Tag Tuesday coming up. We're also going to go through all of the fun storylines from all of the various cross-country state meets this last week. There's a whole bunch of really cool things that went down, and we'll highlight some of those uh, state champions. We'll also get you an update on what's going on in state soccer as well. Pete Hamill, Vertical Rays, will be in studio with us as well for our uh, most recent Class AA Player of the Week. Uh, The last one of the... uh, The last one of the regular season, because we're into the playoffs now, so we'll give that award away. And we'll also talk some Major League Baseball playoffs to wrap up hour number one. Hour number two, Justin Angle, the business angle, in studio with us. Uh, We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. Nationally televised Big Sky Conference games after dark. The NFL being low scoring and, and what that might mean for the marketability of the league or if it actually has any impact on it whatsoever uh, and, and a couple other things to get to with Justin and then we'll also talk some Grizz football we'll give you some thoughts on the matchup with Northern Colorado uh, as well and uh, we'll also talk about our uh, and we'll also be uh, welcomed in by Grizz star of the week Alex Governor he's a senior defensive tackle for the University of Montana one of the best players on the Grizzlies and uh, certainly an All-American candidate uh, yet again here in his final season uh, with UM that's your show outlook here on Nuanas Now if you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the show, you always can as well. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We have one World Series qualifier, the Texas Rangers. Man, how about the offense in that game? They scored three runs in the first inning, end up hanging an 11 spot on the board against Houston, and uh, they waltz into the World Series. So it took a Game 7 effort on the road, but that's what the Rangers have been best at. They're, f- what, I think 8-0 on the road now? Uh, 4-0 in this series. So pretty impressive by Texas. Bruce Bochy, one of the stories in baseball. He comes out of retirement after being away for several de- uh, years in a row, and uh, he's got the Texas Rangers into the World Series. I think the third time ever the Rangers have been into the World Series. Um, And uh, they await the winner of tonight's game between the Arizona Diamondbacks, who won Game 6 to force Game 7, and the Philadelphia Phillies. This thing is in Philly. So we'll have that game for you live on ESPN Radio as well. So um, we'll talk some baseball here about 445. uh, But that's your uh, news of the day when it comes to the Major League Baseball uh, side of things. Let's dive into our Treasure State Stars. Usually we do this a little later on in hour number one here on Tuesdays, but I want to highlight a variety of these great athletes in the wide world of cross country. Cross country is a, a fascinating sport because it's grueling. It's certainly, it's funny because it is for everybody and it's not for everybody at the same time. Like anybody can go out for a run and I think it's one of the most inclusive sports just in terms of being on the team, but it's also an exclusive sport in terms of being one of the top seven people on the varsity roster who can score points in these state meets. And I think a lot of times you see those groups of the top seven become really, really close. And I think that's why you see a lot of uh, like sort of dynasty feels in cross country because when there's a culture and sort of an elite uh, way of training, it, it, it can trickle over to both the boys and the girls teams. And I think that's why we've seen really dominant runs by individual programs over the years. But certainly a lot of moving parts going on right now in the world of cross country. So here's our Treasure State Stars. Ten fun facts about uh, the state cross country from this last uh, weekend. It was up there, Rebecca Farms in Kalispell. Uh, Number one, for the first time since 1979, Great Falls High, the Class AA boys champions, That's reputable, first, because it hasn't happened since 1979. And second of all, because they edged out Bozeman. Bozeman is the dynasty. Bozeman, boys cross country, has won something like 13 out of the last 15 state championships. They uh, have been the cream of the crop. They've been peerless in AA for a really long time. And now, Great Falls High rises up and and grabs it. Uh, Just edged out the Hawks. 68 points for the Bison, 71 points for the Hawks, by the way, less points is better in cross country. It's the, it's the total accumulation of your places for your seven uh, varsity runners. While Bozeman uh, missed out on the team crown, fun fact number two, 
Senior Nathan Neal, he won the individual title, and he did it in smashing fashion. This kid is going to be Bozeman's second straight uh, cross-country runner of the year. I don't even need uh, a tally or uh, to have a debate about it. Weston Brown had one of the banner years of any distance runner in the state of Montana's history last year. He was the Gatorade runner of the year in both cross-country and track and field. Uh, He took his talents to Princeton. Well, Nathan Neal, who was his teammate and now is the senior leader there for the Hawks, he smashes Weston Brown's uh, all-class record for cross-country. Neal's time, 14 minutes, 45.47 seconds. That's in a 5K, folks. That's unbelievable. 14.45.47. Brown's record was 15.25. So Nathan Neal breaks this thing by 35-plus seconds. That's just crazy. That's crazy to think about running a race a full half minute and more faster. Unbelievable. Nathan Neal uh, is headed to the University of Washington. He is certainly the next in a great and long line of outstanding distance runners, both male and female, to come out of the state of Montana. And he's he is primed for great things for the rest of his senior year because that's only the beginning of this training block. He's going to go run at the uh, Nike the Nike uh, Cross Country Nationals in a couple weeks. Uh, he'll definitely be competitive there on the national stage. Then I'm sure he's going to roll into some sort of indoor training. He travels around a lot and runs in a lot of national meets, so he'll certainly be really good at, uh, in that realm. And then once track and field rolls around next spring, certainly be on record watch. Uh, Weston Brown set the all-class record in the 3,200 last year. Uh, as uh, Excuse me, set the all-class record in the 1,600 and threatened it in the 3,200. Nathan Neal will threaten both those records next spring, so keep an eye out for that. Cross-country fun fact number three. The girls' race was really tight as well. And how about Missoula Hellgate? They got a little burgeoning dynasty now. Their second straight state title, 46 points for the Knights. They had five all-state finishers, which was enough to take down Bozeman Gallatin, who put three in the top five. Uh, So really, really impressive, both of those teams. Gallatin finished with 54 points, so just eight points off the pace of Hellgate. And then Bozeman third at 80 points. So the Bozeman girls cross-country dynasty, uh, they won 11 in a row and now uh, two in a row for Missoula Hellgate. You have to wonder part of that if the new high school, I mean, Bozeman Gallatin's been around for three years Certainly one of the great runners in the state, and she proved it again this last weekend. Claire Rutherford, she's at Gallatin. I think, you know, even five years ago, she just would have been at Bozeman High because Bozeman High would have been the only place to be at. But now with Bozeman Gallatin, you have to wonder. It wasn't just 11 in a row. 14 out of the last 15 for Bozeman. So Hellgate breaking this streak, uh, it's it's certainly a, a reputable accomplishment. Fun fact number four, we mentioned Claire Rutherford. She's the reigning cross-country runner of the year, Gatorade runner of the year from Bozeman Gallatin. And she takes home the individual title for the second year in a row. Her time, 18 minutes, 6.58 seconds. Uh, she's only a junior, so big things ahead uh, for Claire Rutherford as well. Fun fact number five. I thought this was really awesome. Uh, I, this actually made me feel really, uh, it, it made me feel so cool that this was, that this, this, uh, this occurrence happened and that these young people are carrying the flag for their people. Browning's boys cross country team for years and years and years was, was the class of cross country in Montana. They have more cross-country banners than anybody in the state, boys or girls, uh, and the Browning Indians have been the, the the leaders of the pack, literally and figuratively, when it comes to uh, boys cross-country in the state of Montana. Well, the Hardin girls certainly are on their way up as well, and they've been very, very good these last couple of years. The Browning boys took home the Class A title, and the Hardin girls won the Class A girls title. And then at the podium ceremony, Browning's made up of, uh, I think, exclusively Native American kids. And Hardin, I I think, is almost all indigenous kids from indigenous heritage. And um, so they they, they sang them onto the podium. They they gave them a tribute song, you know, a, a native tribal war song while these while these young people received their medals. And I thought that that was such a, a a symbolic moment because you know you talk about 
two different tribes. Black The Blackfeet Indians are the ones that reside in uh, the East Glacier slash Browning area. Hardin is in the heart of the Crow Reservation. And you think back for for generations, for centuries. I mean, the Blackfeet and the Crow are two of the, the fiercest warrior tribes uh, that, that this that North America ever knew. And they certainly battled for years and years and years over a variety of things, from land uh, to hunting areas, and uh, certainly a lot of mutual respect and also uh, a lot of conflict there. But to have two great warrior tribes come together and celebrate their young people, and then to have the young people acknowledge it and know what it means, uh, what a cool moment. I thought Lindsay Ross, Lindsay Ross Miller, excuse me, from uh, – 406 MT Sports, her story on the Class A meet was wonderful, and I, I thought it really captured this moment where they're singing the, the, the celebratory war song while these young people receive their medals. And um, this is a great quote from Victoria Takes Enemy. She said, we really just wanted to take a picture with the Browning boys because we're both indigenous teams. We both come from the same kind of background, and it's just really powerful that I think everyone out there, the little kids, the middle schoolers, the people that live on the reservations that we're from, it's really moving for them to see us being up here. And, uh, I mean, that's what it's all about, man. Talk about inspiring young people. And, and you know, a lot of times, I mean, life in Montana has always been hard just because of the, the, the weather. But certainly life on the reservation has been particularly hard for a variety of reasons, sociological, political um, and just the, the weather. I mean, Browning is one of the coldest places in all of Montana. And so uh, I do think that positivity on the reservations in Montana is an awesome thing. And I think it's so awesome that these young people are recognizing the way that they can influence others in their communities. And and that's where sports are so great. Like we always tease that the thing that makes sports awesome is sports are awesome because they don't mean anything, but actually sports means so much just in terms of the coming of age ceremony that it can represent for young people. And that's particularly true uh, in native culture. I, I thought the fact that this quote was from Victoria takes enemy, my first thought was, huh, I wonder if she's related to Jonathan takes enemy, who was one of the great native American basketball players ever to come out of the state of Montana. Uh, a young man who was profiled in sports illustrated in the late 1980s and a young man who certainly lived uh, a tragic life. One that he was ended far too soon, but his, I mean, Gary Smith's famed story that had Jonathan Smith as the central point, it's called Shadows of a Nation. Uh, if you haven't read it, you should. I think every Montanan should read it. And it's just about the coming-of-age ceremony for Native peoples in Montana and how basketball became that sort of the replacement for for what used to be these quests that the young warriors would go on and why basketball had meant so much, but also how difficult it was for both the young men and women that grew up on the reservations to make it off of the reservations and go play college basketball elsewhere. And Jonathan Takes Enemy was the sort of the tragic figure that symbolized just how hard that could be. Well, the fact that these young people are recognizing this, recognizing what it can mean to their people and influencing the younger uh, generation in a healthy way with a sport like running. It's awesome. It's beautiful. I, I, I It made me so happy uh, to read that and to just think and imagine that scene uh, at the Class A cross-country meet. By the way, Browning's boys, they were the top uh, team. They beat Laurel pretty handily, uh, 50 points ahead of Laurel. Uh, and Columbia Falls uh, was third. It had been 16 years since uh, the Browning Indians stood atop the state cross-country podium. They've won more than anyone else in state history, and that's their 23rd title. Just four years ago, they were down to just a handful of runners uh, when Roy McNabb took the reins. The success of them brought on more than every year. Uh, we just kept gaining momentum so that we've this has paid off this year, McNabb said. Uh, Saturday, they were led by seniors Preston Ironheart. What a great name for a cross-country runner. And Jordan Crawford, those two were both in the top 10. River Racine also... Uh, was in 16th place to, to come in with All-State honors and helped lead the uh, the Browning boys. And then uh, on the girls' side, um, how about this story? It just continues. This is our fun fact number six about state cross-country. Harden, by the way, won the girls' race handily. They were had 37 points. Corvallis was second with 94 points, and Hamilton third with 159. But one of the best stories going right now in the state of Montana 
is the story of Karis Brightwing's Peas. She was the state cross-country champion last year, as well as the champion in the 1,600 meters and the 3,200 meters as an eighth grader. Now she's a freshman, and she's still uh, the, the, uh, the runner to beat her time. 18 minutes, 38.51 seconds. So she wins by 22 seconds and change ahead of Lori Davidson or of Corvallis, who's a senior, as well as Hamilton freshman Aaliyah Child, who came in at third. So you got two freshmen in the top three in Class A. So certainly uh, some burgeoning rivalries there. That'll be a a group to watch, uh, no doubt. Class A boys champion, uh, Livingston sophomore Fryn Schrentenhaller. Uh, he w- came in at 15.27 and change. He was ahead of Ben Bird of Harden, who's a freshman, and then Grayson Pacino of Billing Central was uh, third. Fun fact number seven, the Jefferson Boys cross-country uh, team made history. They won their first Class B title since 1992. They had uh, three All-State finishers, led by Luke Mest, who took second place. Uh, meanwhile, in the girls' race, Manhattan won their first team title since 2018 with uh, 93 points. Number eight, fun fact about uh, state cross-country, two tiebreakers were needed to determine the Class C cross-country championships at Rebecca Farms. Nick Manhattan Christian uh, head coach Nate Tesla, he said, this one, this is one for the record books. I'll be talking about this one for a long time. The boys' race started the day, and Eagles senior Oren Arthun earned his third straight Class C boys' title. He came in at 15 minutes, 55.29 seconds. Uh, that broke his state record, uh, his Class C record by almost a minute. However, the fireworks were just getting started. Uh, the top four boys teams finished separated by just two points. Broadus, led by runner-up Thomas O'Lear, uh, in its first year of competition, finished just off the podium in fourth. Two Eagle River was third with 32 points. Uh, and then they announced that the final two places had come down to a tiebreaker with Drummond ultimately placing second. Uh, behind third-place finisher Scott Park. So Manhattan Christian wins its eighth consecutive title because of the fourth runner, Wyatt Miller. Uh, so this thing came all the way down the wire, but then when it all played out, Manhattan Christian, the champion uh, once again, and uh, then the rest of it got all sorted out. So certainly some crazy uh, stuff on the boys' side. And then that that was the first time a tiebreaker was needed uh, for the boys' time. But then in the girls' competition, same thing. <laughs> had more of its own drama. Whitewater junior Shelby Labrie won the individual title. Scobie's Maya Green and Maya Handrin were next in line. And while Sunburst earned the third-place trophy with 30 points, the top two places were a mystery until the final announcement as both Scobie and Roberts uh, High Schools anxiously, anxiously awaited, excuse me, uh, trying to total their points. Taylor Churick, who's headed to Montana State to play basketball, uh, she's Roberts' lead runner. She was forced to drop out of the race with only about half of a kilometer to go. And uh, then the Rockets and the Scobie Spartans were neck and neck. So this one came all the way down on the wire. And finally, uh, the Rockets, they had to use every single runner they had left. And they earned their first cross-country state championship uh, since 1996 and their third uh, overall. So uh, pretty interesting there. So there you go. That's your Treasure State Stars state cross-country style. I hope all that made sense. If you want to read more about it, uh, you can certainly visit 406mtsports.com. Appreciate them for their partnership. Because a lot of times with some of this stuff, like there's just no way we could get any of these results and information without the sports writers out there going and gathering it all up. So we, we really appreciate them for, first and foremost, covering the stuff. And then secondly, for um, letting us have access to it and, and uh, letting us... Uh, share all that information here uh, on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. A couple more updates for you when it comes to the wide world of prep soccer. Uh, the final four for the Class AA boys bracket is set. It's Bozeman versus Bozeman Gallatin. Uh, that one is at 6 p.m. tonight. That's with the, uh, a chance to go to the state championship. And Hellgate, their bid for a five-peat remains alive the Knights play Billings West. That one kicks off at 5 p.m. Uh, so that's your final four for Class AA boys. In Class AA girls, the bracket looks like this. Once it loads for me. Bozeman and Missoula Sentinel. Uh, I think they they just start, I think they started about 20 minutes ago. So Bozeman Sentinel playing in a semifinal match. And then tonight, Hellgate and Gallatin. 
And that one's at 7 p.m. So we'll have our uh, our state championship matches set uh, by the time um, tonight is over. And the state championships will be held uh, on Saturday. Uh, so we'll let you know where that all takes place as well. In Class A boys soccer, the, uh, the bracket... Uh, well, first of all, there was a semifinal already in the books. Billing Central beats Corvallis, so they're into the title game, and they'll play Whitefish. They beat Lone Peak 5 to nothing. So Whitefish, Billing Central will be your Class A uh, boys state title game. That one is also on Saturday. And then uh, in girls, Class A, uh, Columbia Falls outlasts Big Fork 6-4, to four, and Whitefish beats Lockwood 5-2. to two. So Columbia Falls versus Whitefish. In the Class A uh, Girls Soccer Championship uh, as well. Treasure State Stars, probably presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. A whole bunch of free stuff coming up, plus our latest Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Week. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I was going to ask you all a trivia question to see if you could enter in to win, but I figured that everybody was just going to respond wrong. (laughs) I don't know if anybody actually would have nailed it. The trivia question, it's not even a trivia question, it's more like a how much do you listen question. Because I I was going to ask, who have... Who have I, myself, Coulter Nuanez, seen the most times in concert? And I think that most of you probably would have said Dave Matthews, which is actually not true at all. I've actually only seen Dave Matthews in concert three times, which is, you know, it's a good amount for for a single act. But I've seen Pearl Jam more than that. Uh, I have seen, but the, the two that I've seen the most, and this is purely because of accessibility. Number one is Atmosphere. I've seen Atmosphere nine times. Because they always come to Missoula, and it's it's always easy to get there. You know, I'm always going to a show at the Wilma. I just love the Wilma; it's such an iconic venue. And the number two is Tech Nine, because Tech Nine came here every single year when I was in high school uh, and in college. So I was going to say I was going to prompt y'all, but instead, how about we just give you some Atmosphere tickets? You want tickets to next week's Atmosphere show? It's November second at the Wilma. We got some for you. Call us right now. Call number five four zero six. 888-1029. That's 888-1029. I'm going to make you work harder for these next time. But right now, call number 5406-888-1029. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Appreciate you for tuning in here on this Wednesday. What's up, Peter? How you living? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, three times a day, Matthews is three times too many. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, this is why I always tell people, if you're, here's, here's the best way I can always describe it. I feel like I'm always like in a courtroom or something, like giving my dissertation to defend myself. But I absolutely hate probably 40% of Dave Matthews' music, which is about 90% of the music of Dave Matthews that most people have heard. 
you got to listen to the albums. I know I know the nerds always say that. The jam band hippie weirdos like me, they say you got to listen to the albums, but it's true, man. We've had this conversation. I know we have. And I know you're sensitive about it, and that's part of the reason why I had to give you a little rib that three was three times too many, but it's, it's all right, man. <laughs> Nine times is also too many times to see atmosphere. Well, see, the other, thing, the other thing, I always support atmosphere because... I, I think they're sweet musicians. I mean, Slug's a great MC, and, and they, they have a, a very interesting and sort of counterculture message. But anybody that's done it on their own from start to finish, I just got mad respect for, for sure. They've never had a record deal. They've never tried to have a record deal. They never wanted to be any bigger than playing the Wilma in Missoula. But they've been doing it for 25 years, so they, you know they have this cult following, and they just put on a great show. No, so, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, sure. more than anything, it's just because it's at the Wilma, and I almost always get free tickets. The so it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you tell me I can get free tickets to a show at the Wilma, I'm probably going to go. I don't really <laughs> even care uh, who it is. Pete Hamill in studio with us here uh, on Nuanas. Now, my everything is blurring together. I can't even remember. Have you been on since it was your birthday? Uh, yeah, you but, have. But we didn't happy, talk about happy that. birthday. Oh, thanks, man. That was a while ago. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's all. I, I had the Macklemore concert, and then I stayed up until. I don't know, 5 o'clock in the morning, two straight Saturdays because of these ridiculous night games that are just ruining my life. So, anyways, Pete's from Vertical Raise. He joins us every Tuesday. Vertical Raise is an awesome uh, fundraising organization. They can help any sort of organization, but they put a high priority on high school and college sports, uh, and they've done a great job helping raise money around the state of Montana uh, over the last couple of years as well. And uh, Vertical Raise is the proud sponsor of... Our Class AA Player of the Week. And crazy, we are uh, to the end of the regular season. Have no fear, we're going to keep doing these in the playoffs. Uh, but last week, um, a couple wild finishes in AA. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one you picked, I can't steal your thunder, but um, Butte going down to Helena High is super surprising. Helena Capital, yeah. Or Helena, ha- Helena Capital, excuse me. Um, super surprising. Um, what else What else is wild? What's your favorite one? Man, I thought Capital... Beating Butte and and yep. I mean the way that the West played out is crazy. The only thing we knew going into Thursday was that Big Sky was the sixth seed. And that was it. Yep. The other five teams could have all got the one, and the other five teams could have all got all the other ones as well. When the dust settles, Glacier beats Sentinel. That's not that surprising. Glacier gets one, but then the way that all the rest of it played out, Sentinel gets the five. Yeah, Butte loses two down the stretch, so they go from one to four, which we talked about and didn't see coming. I was like, Butte's not going to lose again. And then they did, and now all of a sudden, then Capital, the defending state champs, they backdoor their way into getting a, a and backdoor is a demeaning way to say it. They completely earned it, but yeah. Capital, they had their, they took their lumps, and they sort of rolled the, rode this roller coaster this year. Now, I mean, they're one of the hottest teams in the state. I wouldn't want to mess with Capital right now. In the Me playoffs. neither. And I wonder what happened down there. Like it's almost like they've said, "All right, like time to go." Yeah, for sure. Go, we got to go finish the race. Everybody, put your pads on. Let's go bang some heads. Got that mud game and kind of got things going, and then. Here they are, man, second in the West, like well, I mean, said, and then... Part of that's just the culture, too, right? I mean, Capitals just sure. got a winning culture. They, they know how to win, and they know how to win in November, in October, November, so I think that that's part of it. And Coach Mihalish is tough, and I think he just installs a, instills a toughness with those kids, and um, yeah, here they are. And then Sentinel had Glacier on the ropes for a minute, and um, yeah, that didn't work out, and I'm glad to see the Spartans in, but surprised at the five seed, and surprised that Butte got a four seed, and um, yeah, the West played out crazy. In the East, Bozeman, the number one seed. Uh, Gallatin, the number two seed. Those have been sort of one and two. And we'll get to some of the other results as well. Uh, who are some of your nominees this week for this? I don't have a single player. Um, I got some groups because I didn't think that there was just an yeah. insane performance. So It's also funny because you get to this time of year and everybody's jockeying for playoff seating. And all yeah. of a sudden, there was all these 40-point games all year long, and then this week, all the scores were in the teens and the 20s because everybody's just buckling down, running the ball, and playing defense. Except for Bozeman Gallatin, and uh, yeah. I mean, their whole team is a nominee because they put up 55 in the first half. Offense, defense, special teams. Um, Josh Woodbury caught a touchdown and returned a pick for 30 yards for a touchdown. Um, Reese Dalkey had two catches for touchdowns. Carter Dalkey took a punt 80 yards to the house. Quinn Clark had another touchdown. And they haven't allowed a defensive touchdown in 16 quarters. Whoa. So they're doing it on both sides. Yeah. So everybody with Gallatin's doing it. Um, Capital D had four fourth down stops inside the red zone. Um, and like we talked about, you know, Capital rallied and, and got that two seed and secured that first round bye. And then Glacier scored on three straight possessions in the third quarter, rallied from 17-7 down and secured the number one seed. But... Um, 
You texted me about who you thought it should be, and I could not agree more. So tell me about who won this week. Well, here we go. Our uh, Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Week, Brevin Brackey. He's from Great Falls High. He took the opening kickoff of the second half, 80 yards for a touchdown. That in itself is, is going to make some waves for sure. But then he also was uh, the key defensive performer as Great Falls High pitched a shutout in the second half. And then Brocky comes up with what was the game-sealing interception with 44 seconds to play. Great Falls High wins the, the rivalry game with Great Falls CMR 7-0. to Not only was that an old-school, old-fashioned slugfest, I'm sure even though the wrestlers lost, I'm sure Jack Johnson's smiling somewhere. But uh, either way, Great Falls High's win, though, behind Brevin Brocky's awesome performance, and moved him to 5-4 and four going in the playoffs. And it helped them secure the four seed, which means they get a home game and they host Missoula Sentinel. So uh, a big-time performance in a crosstown rivalry game. But then it also just accentuated by the fact that it, it got Great Falls High a, a home game, which is huge in this first round. So the only points were the, was the kickoff return for a touchdown? That's right. That's it. Oh. He, gets, he scores the only touchdown of the game, 7 nothing, and then also seals the game with a, an interception late. So uh, pretty impressive. Brevin Brocky, our vertical raise, class A. Uh, player of the week. Brevin, we got a trophy coming your way. Uh, fun to, to get some love in the Electric City because it, it, it's interesting to me. I actually think there's like a, a broader conversation about a variety of different factors. The Great Falls teams this year uh, were both athletic and and they're okay. And Great Falls is definitely playing pretty well lately. Um, but like when I was in high school, and forever, I mean, not just when I was in high school. Anybody that's listening to the show, you could say when I was in high school, the Great Falls teams were like juggernauts, especially CMR. I mean, it, there was like a D1 team, man. Like, I remember my sophomore year, they had like 13 D1 guys. It was absurd. And so I, I just think it's it's fun when they get a little uh, juice going because there's a lot of different factors that have got into it. I mean, I think, first of all, it's like when you have a guy running a program for 43 years, he's going to be hard to replace. I mean, Jack Johnson is the greatest coach in Montana high school football history, so that's hard to replace. Uh, but I also think that there's just some ebbs and flows. I think the Air Force Base, you know, having less people living on it, I think a lot of that just contributes to the, the population of the school and all that. I mean, I remember going to Carroll Camp when I was a kid and CMR showed up and the CMR guys were the dudes. Like, For sure. Everybody looking around was like, oh, they, that's a CMR. Like, you know, you knew <laughs> yeah. who they were and they were not to be trifled with. They were good. They were always good. I mean, and there's just such... The mystique around the program. I mean, they had that just insane run of quarterbacks from Dave Dickinson to Ryan Leaf to Brady Leaf to uh, Justin Hartman. I mean, they, you know, it was like if you play quarterback at CMR, you're just going D1. Yeah. And that's not to mention all the other great players that they had. And and uh, so it's, it's just interesting to me that they just, that they, that the Great Falls schools haven't been as good lately. Uh, but it's opened up a lot of, the, uh, of doors for play, schools from a lot of other places. Part of it's because forever there wasn't anybody good from Missoula, and now there's two teams from Missoula that are in the playoffs. You should bring your resident Great Falls expert, Krista Redpath, in to weigh in <laughs> totally. on, on what the deal is. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, when it comes to these um, first-round matchups, I mean, first of all, the, the Sentinel-Great Falls one is a very interesting one because, I mean, Sentinel's is as good of a five-seed as you're going to find in a playoff. Right they there. are. I think they're banged up a little they bit. They are. Like I mean, they're Riley missing Allen, some key components. Riley Allen, their quarterback. And they're down to, like, the, not to take anything away from the Whitman kid that's playing running back, but he's not the running back that started the season. They're down right. pretty far on that depth chart. Totally. Well. Yeah. And, uh, they've had to lean on their defense quite a bit. Um, but they've done a good job of sort of adjusting that the way that they play. And uh, that's going to be an interesting one there uh, at Memorial Stadium. Um, by the way, we, we mentioned this, but the buys go to Glacier and Capital uh, and Bozeman and, and uh, Gallatin. The other first-round games include uh, Billy Skyview at Helena High. Bill- Shout out Billing Skyview for getting in the playoffs no, for after sure. a 19-game losing streak. Yeah, for sure. Good, good I mean, job, Falcons. For sure. And that's, a, that's a good rebuild. It's an example of how you can do it. Senior plays at Butte, and then Big Sky plays at West. What do you think of all those matchups? Um, I mean, I think for the most part, the top seeds are getting through. I think Butte is still really good. I think they're getting through. And, man, maybe this is the week that Big Sky breaks out and gets that big win. For sure. Like, I thought it was going to come a couple times, and I would like to see it come in the playoffs. Go get them, Eagles. Let's let's get one. I mean, it's Big Sky had such a weird year this year because they are, if you watch them, and you and I went to back-to-back Big Sky games, you watch them, they have dudes. Yep. They definitely have talent. Yep. And... They 
had this mistake-riddled performance against CMR where they like went fumble, fumble, turnover on downs, gave them a big kickoff to open the second half. They let it all spiral out of control. At the time, that would have been a big win over CMR because I think CMR was top five in the state. CMR really struggled down the stretch. I think they went three and six when it's all said and done. But still, you get that win. Now you got a winning record in the non-conference, and then you go stack it up a little bit. It just changes the whole complexion of your season. You don't let it get away against Butte. Maybe close that one out at home. You don't let it get away against Sentinel. I mean, they were in the mix, though, with Sentinel and Butte, and I think that's what you lean on if you're Big Sky. You just say, hey, we were we were right there with two teams that certainly have state title aspirations. So it can be interesting because West is, is a little down this year compared to how they have been in the past, even though they're in the playoffs. But Big Sky's got to go to Billings. That's right. They got to yeah. go to Billings. That's it's tough. It's a trip. It's definitely tough. The winner of Big Sky West will get Helena Capital. Uh, the winner of Billings Senior and Butte will get Bozeman. The winner of Helena and Skyview will get Gallatin. And the winner of Sentinel and Great Falls uh, will get Kalispell Glacier. So you got to think that Sparty's definitely uh, itching to get uh, another shot at, uh, at Kalispell Glacier. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure that they are knowing Coach Oliver well enough. I'm sure that that they are. Um, I, like I said from day one, man, Glacier can play. Pete Hamill, Vertical Rays in studio with us. Our Vertical Rays Player of the Week, Brevin Brocky, returned the second half kickoff, 80 yards for a touchdown for the Great Falls High Bison, and then had the game sealing interception as Great Falls beat CMR seven nothing to secure the four seed. They'll host uh, Missoula Sentinel on Friday night. Uh, at Memorial Stadium. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Lahaina Luna, we talked about this. Pete is a Montana-slash-Idaho guy, but lived in Hawaii for a long time. We did a little uh, a little commentary about the Lahaina Luna situation, uh, particularly the fire, fires in Maui. Well, Lahaina Luna High School, they didn't get to play early, and then they played it. I saw another news brief. Is this this right? They're, they're undefeated still? Yeah, they're 4-0. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable, and I know that they went through some really tough stuff. Like, they weren't allowed to practice on their field for some health reasons for a long time, and so they were having to take the bus to Kihei, which if you've ever been to Maui, you know is like on a bus, probably an hour and a half ride. Every day they were going to practice in Kihei and got it going, man. They're 4-0. They're probably going to get into the playoffs, and, and I kind of mentioned this to you. It's a sneaky, fun, really, really good sports story to watch. It's a feel-good story, but... You know, when we started doing vertical rays there, Lahaina Luna was the three-time defending state champions. Right. Like, that's they have been the team to beat on Maui for a while. It's a little bit surprising that they're still the team to beat this year, given everything they've been through. But, man, if those guys get into the playoffs and make a run, it's going to be a fun one. A lot of Grizz ties to this story. Johnny Barodo is a great defensive tackle for Montana. Uh, he has uh, been on the front lines there fighting the fire and then trying to help with all the reclamation projects. Uh, there's a couple guys that are currently on the Grizz from Hawaii, including one that's from uh, from exactly there. Uh, the Mafaata kid, who's a defensive lineman out of uh, Mississippi or a transfer from Mississippi State. So uh, certainly, there's always been deep ties from uh, Montana to Hawaii. So um, we'll always keep you up to date with what's going on at Vertical Rays. They've done a lot of work in Hawaii. They're doing a lot of work in Montana as well. Tell people more about how Vertical Rays can help their organization raise some money. Sure. Vertical Rays is an online fundraising platform, and we use email, text, and social media to broaden the reach of your fundraisers. Um, I think in places like Hawaii and Montana, um, maybe the best thing about it is you can reach out to those people that aren't here in town to be able to come to your local fundraisers and get some help from Auntie that lives on the East Coast. Um, Been really successful. Um, raised a whole bunch of money in Montana, went up to Kalispell yesterday, and Flathead's going to do all their winter sports. So that calendar's starting to fill up. If you need some help with fundraising, um, youth hockey, give us a call. Um, some of you other guys, give us a call. We'd love to help. Check these guys out, verticalrays.com. You can find them on all the social medias as well. And we'll keep on doing our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week throughout the playoffs. Fun that it's uh, about to be the postseason. You got any uh, got any fighting interest, any rooting interest in the World Series? Uh, no, I just want, I just root for Houston to lose. <laughs> you, you and everybody else. Man. Yeah, I think, and it's not Houston's fault, really. I think maybe the fault lies with MLB for letting all those guys that stepped over the line just kind of skate on sure. any punishment, and that's what people are mad about. Is there wasn't really any consequences for what they did. But, uh, man, I thought it was out of line. And Houston fans are like, oh, we live in your head. I've never seen a Houston fan be apologetic for it. <laughs> right. So it just makes me root against them. Well, a, a great story for the Rangers and Bruce Bochy coming out of retirement and getting them there to the World Series. So 
Uh, Houston's out. Rangers are in. And we got a Game 7 on ESPN Radio coming up here in a couple hours. Arizona Diamondbacks and Philadelphia Phillies from Philadelphia. We'll ro- roll right into that uh, right after the show. Pete Hamill, Vertical Rays in studio. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, Coulter. Noah's now ESPN Radio. We'll talk more about the baseball playoffs right after this. Don't change a dial. 1029 ESPN Missoula. So this album came out like circa 2002. It's before like iTunes and Spotify and all that. We, we were passing this thing around like, let me let me borrow that. We got to burn that onto the, I need to copy that. We got to burn the CD, man. I need that. Just think of we were so cool knowing like this sort of underground rapper here in Missoula, Montana. Little Andre Nicotina for you. I wonder if he's still around. That, we just loved that during high school, you know, 20 some odd years ago. Good stuff though. Uh, definitely a good rhymer. That song is so interesting. It's it's all about, it's all about, well, it's about a lot of things. It's about the hustle and it's about some illegal stuff, but it's also like the, the whole analogy is all about Mike Tyson and Cus D'Amato, and I always thought that was such a, a good one. Somehow, someway, that part of the story has gotten lost. Mike Tyson certainly still talked about all the time, and, and you know the ups and downs of his career, the 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 meteoric rise and the heights of fame and the tragic fall and the resurrection, and he's just gone through it at so, so many different levels. But I always wondered what Mike Tyson's career might have been like if Cus D'Amato wouldn't have died. Cus D'Amato was his trainer. And, uh, he, I mean, he did, he died of old age, so it wasn't like some tragic thing that was totally... I mean, anytime somebody dies, it's tragic. But it wasn't like this totally unexpected thing. But Tyson, he needed... It's just like in Pinocchio. You need Jiminy Cricket to tell you what's going on. And when Tyson had Customato, he was he was unshakable. He, he was untouchable. I mean, he's, he's the most powerful and fearsome fighter in the history of fighting, in my personal opinion. But then when Customato died... He got taken advantage of over and over and over again, and that's where all the demons came to the table, and then all of a sudden he falls. And, I mean, make no mistake, one of the biggest upsets in pro sports history, let alone fighting history, is when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson in Tokyo. And so much of that, could, so much of the demons contributed to that. That song has always just captivated me because of the analogy there with Tyson and Customato. Welcome back to Oz Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. A big shout out to Shine Auto Detailing. They were just awarded Missoula's best detail shop again, and it's no surprise. They have over 225 star reviews. That's actually more reviews than all the other detail shops combined. They're celebrating by giving the next three callers a $50 gift card, but don't call us, call them. 406 207 3599. That's 207 3599. Get a $50 gift card. Shine Auto Detailing. Call now. This Texas Rangers team is is crazy to me because I didn't really even have them on my radar until the trade deadline. Then they swung a bunch of big-time trades, and then all of a sudden you start paying attention to them. Well, then they, they, they fight it out in the American League West, and that division came down to the wire with them and the Astros and the Mariners all staying alive all the way until the very end of the regular season. Then, of course, as it always happens, the Mariners are the ones stuck on the outside looking in. And then the Astros, they're one of the teams that gets through, doesn't have to play in the wild card. But then Texas is able to catch the spark during the wild card round. And boom, now they've been unbeatable on the road in the playoffs. I believe they're now 8-0 on the road, including their win in Houston last night. And they are the first team to punch their ticket to the World Series. They await the winner of Arizona and Philly. Uh, that game seven will take place in Philadelphia tonight, and uh, the winner of that one uh, advances to the World Series. Uh, how did this happen? How how did the how did the Rangers become the champions of the American League? I, I guess I know they were solid all year, but I just did not see them winning the American League. Well, I think they're just they're just rolling, Coulter. They're caught on one of those benders that you get onto in playoff baseball sometimes, and one that we thought the Phillies were on, and they might still be on, depending on the results of tonight's game. Now they're on it. They better be. I put all my money on them. 
Well, I'm not going to say anything about the the wisdom of that <laughs> or not, but I, I'm rooting for you, man. Uh, but, you know, everybody's hot up and down the lineup, right? Everybody's feeding off of each other. They're feeling really good. They're a young team, right? And sometimes with these young teams on a stage like this, sometimes they start to doubt themselves. Sometimes they really start to feel themselves. And they really start to feel the energy and the impact of the moment. And that's what happened with this Rangers team. I mean, Adolis Garcia is still 25. Corey Seager, he's been around forever. He's not, you know, he's 25. They called up Evan Carter, who's 21. I mean, how about this kid? This kid doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't even care. He's not even nervous at all. Hasn't he had a hit every single game of the playoffs? He reached base in like his first six plate appearances in his <laughs> playoff life. Uh, I was watching him last night. I actually haven't got a chance to watch a ton of these Rangers games. Coulter, he's a great baseball player. Oh, he's, 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 he's just so graceful. So and, graceful, and so charismatic. fast and smooth, and like yep. he's awesome to watch. So I think it, it's partially that, and it's also partially the thing that I pointed to when we were doing our baseball playoff preview, right? They've got the pitching. They've got a couple guys in Nadia Valdi and Jordan Montgomery who they can rely on in these series to get them great starts in game one and two and then be able to bring them back. I mean, they brought Jordan Montgomery out of the bullpen last night in game seven. I mean, now that this is sort of settled in, that has to be one of the great deadline deals in baseball history, right? I mean, Montgomery has been great in multiple spots during this playoff run. Yeah, I mean, I think he set the tone for it, right? Because he started that game one against the Rays in a series that they were uh, not favored to win at all uh, and completely shut down one of the best offenses in baseball. Yeah, he's been great, and these these are not big names, right? I mean, you look at the names in the other dugout, right? Justin Verlander with the Astros, but it doesn't really matter what your name is. It matters matters how you pitch. And, and yeah, they really took advantage of the disappointing season in St. Louis this year, getting him at the deadline. We will uh, certainly break down uh, all the things to watch once the World Series matchup is set, but we'll roll right into Game 7, the Diamondbacks at the Philadelphia Phillies tonight, right after this show is over. I, I will say, I do got the Phillies tonight. I did lay a little coin on it. And if the Diamondbacks go into Philadelphia and win, I will not be upset at all because that would be a unbelievable and unforgettable win because you know tonight in Philly, it is going to be completely and utterly off the chain. It's, they're going to be going berserk. They've been going berserk since the very first game of the wild card playoffs. So game seven tonight with a chance to go to the series for the second year in a row, it's going to be crazy in Philadelphia tonight. So certainly... Uh, if I win my bet, I'm happy. If I don't, that's fine, too, because that means we saw an all-time great uh, performance by Arizona to go in there and steal one from them. And what an unlikely World Series that would be, Diamondbacks and Rangers. Even Phillies Rangers would be unlikely as well. More baseball talk later on this week once we know our World Series matchup. But hour one is in the books. Hour two coming at you. I need Justin Angle to talk me into why these nationally televised games are actually good or if they're hurting the loyal customers like myself, more than they're helping spread the brand of the Big Sky Conference. We'll discuss that plus much more next, the business angle with Justin Angle coming at you. CSPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.